Welcome to recording number 51. I am back on schedule for Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I apologize. Last week, I really dropped the ball not posting by Friday. Um, But you know how life goes. Family stuff stressed me out. I wasn't in the midst of my normal routines and everything. But it's recording 51, and I have to say, I'm really happy with that. And it reminds me of my six months alcohol-free milestone, uh, how I felt back then was super motivated that I made it more than halfway because, you know, six months plus a minute means um, you've made it more than half of a year. And that to me, just the rest of the piece that's left is less than what you just did, if that makes sense. Um, and then when you're seven months sober, you have five months until you make a year and so on. And I think, so we're more than halfway now, um, which I'm really just smiling about. Um, I have a few things on my mind. First, I have to say there have been more than one people, more than one person who has messaged me saying they feel positive about the shifts and change in the air, uh, specifically around the recovery community becoming more inclusive and uh, knowledgeable of different identities and listening to um, voices of the people who are impacted by certain things. And so I guess saying like, um, if you find out a word is harmful, you stop using it and you are open to change. And so I think like three people now have at different points said they feel hopeful and optimistic. And I have been just, if you feel the same way that you think recovery spaces online are going to become, they're shifting, they're changing, they are becoming more inclusive, more mindful, please message me your take on it. Because every time someone's messaged me that, I do a happy giddy dance and like, I literally do like a little dance where I lift each foot off the ground at a time and I rotate my shoulders and I smile and I'm doing it now because that's really good news. Um, And it's making me think of the cheesy quote that um, you have to put up with the storm to get the rainbow. I'm realizing that I had such a storm in my head. I think, I mean, we all have with... um, the pandemic and um, recent outrage over um, injustices, it really has been such a big storm. And just hearing that recovery space is becoming more inclusive is enough of a rainbow for me to be motivated to keep going, to keep thinking about um, learning more and to take action when I can. And trying to figure out how I can use my art to be more mindful and to spread awareness and to, I mean, I've recently been told that um, just sharing the things I share in my Instagram story makes a difference. And so I encourage you, if you see something that's like helping you grow, share it in your Instagram story because that's how you spread information and different things. Okay, that's one thing I want to talk about. And then... um, I need to pause to take a deep breath, which is something we should all do. So um, be right back.
I just completely froze and forgot what I was going to say and taking a pause and taking a deep breath, relaxing my shoulders, it came back to me. So um, I've been thinking today pretty deeply about um, how stressed we must be, how much pain we must be in in order to have turned to alcohol. It's a pretty big deal. And I mean, I was reflecting on my childhood today, how alcohol was just always part of my family's, like, I don't know, history. And so maybe at the time it didn't seem like such a big deal to me to, you know, drink. But now I'm just thinking really so much about how it's a big deal to admit and to acknowledge trauma we've been through, stress and anxiety, um, pressures. And I'm seeing the word perfection start to pop up on my timeline again, which I think is really um, important for me to return to that word. And I think the post, I I wish I could credit it, but um, I don't have it in front of me, but hopefully you've seen this and I might not get it right, but it's basically saying perfectionism is uh, self-betrayal. And I've that's been on my mind um, where we betray who we really are with this aim to please with this perfectionism. And even that, I just think of, to be honest, I'm thinking of women, moms, uh, who just carry around so much stress from having to be a matriarch, having to do it all. And I've seen it recently with my mom where it's just too much. And I think that's going to resonate with, I think that can, anyone can resonate with that, that just, it's all too much. Let's unpack that. What is too much? Monday through Friday, nine to five jobs, um, traffic, commuting, body image, standards where we, uh, social media, we have to, we're expected to have certain engagement or, um, I'm really just brainstorming, but what our living situation looks like. If you have an apartment or a house, how is it furnished? Is it decorated? Is it clean? Um, is it modern? Because, you know, God forbid you have out-of-date stuff. If you, who do you hang out with? Do you hang out with the right people? Um, are you just, and it's just making me exhausted thinking of all this. So I'm in a mindset today of acknowledging how tough life can be. And that's just like low level stuff I'm mentioning. I'm not really getting into the deep stuff of, um, loss, separation, trauma, um, really the big, the big deal things that are traumatic. I'm just so sensitive that even going through from point A to point B, me going to the grocery store takes a lot out of me. And so, um, it's just about honoring how this is all really tough in general. And so, the fact that we came out of it, the fact that we are, or if you're thinking of coming out of it, it, and when I say coming out of it, I mean typical drinking or 
unhealthy coping mechanisms to come out of it. I'm, oh, this is the next point that I'm getting to of um, really understanding. I get, okay, this is simple, but com- not comparing myself to other people. And so, for example, I know people who they self-medicate with alcohol and when you look at their life the the way they look is always on point their home is clean spotless and they have a great job and everything just they check all the boxes but now up until today and i'm still working on it but i've seen or i've noticed within myself i compare myself to them and i feel worse about it and i'm like my house is really messy. I don't always have a fresh haircut. I, um, I, my car is really disgusting and messy. And I think of these people who I know who are drinkers and they have a brand new car and it's like fresh and clean and they're just able to manage everything in a way that I really am envious of. And then what hit me today is not comparing myself to them and acknowledging, yeah, I'm a messy Marvin right now. My car is messy. I I need a haircut. I need a lot of different, I think I need a lot of different things. But then it's like, you know what? I'm doing the best I can and I'm proud of it. And maybe, so I guess basically I feel like I'm more immature than a lot of my peers where, um, they just, they go with the flow. They do all the things. They like, you know, they drink wine. They have jobs. They just, they're tidy. And I'm like, I haven't really learned how to be tidy, but you know what? Let's look at it a different way. I'm learning how to live my life without alcohol. And not just that, it's not just like white knuckling it, like deprive myself of something that I used to really like, look into like I I don't want to say I wanted it but so it's not about depriving myself right now I am filling my life with as much goodness as possible I'm connecting with you listening I'm connecting with you I'm doing my art therapy I'm in therapy therapy I'm I'm really trying to um rest and recover and heal and look at things a little differently And so, yeah, my house is really messy in the pursuit of that. And so my car is disgusting. Yeah, that's right. Um, But I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of myself and I'm, I'm on a different path than what my peers are, the peers who drink. And so, yeah, I have a lot of shame around how messy my house is, but I'm really proud that I don't drink anymore. And maybe... Honestly, you know what? Maybe that's the cost. Maybe gaining some weight is the cost. Maybe um, picking up new nervous habits like biting our nails or eating or shopping. Maybe these are things that have to happen in a way where they scare us. Maybe I'm like, yeah, maybe we need that to come up to the surface um, and it's going to make us question things like I I guess to be clear my I'm my this is doubt this is doubt and doubt is fear and so my fear is do I just need more self-discipline 
self-hatred? Do I need to scold myself? Do I need to whip myself into shape? Just clean the house. Just clean the goddamn house. And then push everything inside. Push it down. Push it away. Um, Just be really tough on myself. And then you know what you can do, tea doodler? You can reward yourself with a glass of wine or two on Friday to say, you know what? You worked hard um, fitting into the mold that you don't want to fit in. You fit into the mold and now you deserve this um, very widely accepted coping mechanism and that's it. Can you just get yourself into line and do, just do, be normal is what, I guess this deep voice and this voice deep in my head is saying. And now that I've said that and having heard myself just say that out loud, it's not what I want. I can take the cost of my messy house, um, changing relationships. And what I really am just enjoying, and I want to call myself out for this, I spend more time on my tea doodler Instagram account than my personal one. And I, I've been going on Instagram lives when I need connection and I've been sending video messages with people and messaging people in recovery. And, um, in a way, okay, here's something else that I didn't know I was going to say. Oh, I'm really loving this. I'm, I guess what I'm, okay. Another tangent on top of a tangent, I am able to access things a bit more easily the more I practice. So basically, I'm able to access my emotions. I'm definitely getting better at it. You stop what's on your mind. You just say, stop. How am I feeling? And give words to how you're feeling. And so I'm getting better at that. And then also, I'm just... So something that's deep in my thoughts right now that I'm almost afraid to say... I feel like I'm approaching this place of relationships fizzling and changing and going away. And within that is grief, fear, and a little bit of excitement. I have it in my mind of like, why am I friends with my friends in real life? Like the people that I see in real life? Well, to be, okay, I will break it down for you. Um, I met my ex on Grindr. He pursued me, wanted to meet up, wanted to date, wanted to be my boyfriend. So that's how I met my boyfriend. And then my boyfriend and I agreed to have an open relationship. I don't know if I shared that part. Um, I don't mean to gloss over that, uh, but we had an open relationship and we were both able to use Grindr and... um, Okay, I'm oversharing and I don't really want to go there right now with you, but he met new people, new friends... And that's how I became friends with them. And so basically what I'm saying is like, what was our starting point? Let's examine that. Let's analyze it a little bit. Um, We all met each other basically through Grindr. Grindr is about, it's basically gay men looking for other gay men with a hint of sexual, sexual attraction in there. And so that is what is at the core of my friend group. And so take that and I contrast it with going on Instagram Live and I have people from literally across the world talking to me, um, all different ages, all different backgrounds, 
But what do we have in common? What's our starting point? It's that we woke up and we want something different. We want more. We want deeper. We want enlightenment. We want um, all these big things, these deep things. Like, I have cried talking to some of you. Um, I have grown talking to you and changed talking to you and interacting with you and interacting with myself. I'm growing and changing and so it's a big deal and so it's making me think like what if my friendships in real life do shift that's a scary thing it's scary to let go it's change change is a scary thing however it's also making room for more bigger better things and so i mean real like oh what do they say what's the saying um what you pay attention to grows or like yeah what your priorities are like should match your values and whatnot and I'm just it literally right now like about I don't know 15 14 15 minutes into recording this I'm having this aha moment of how important recovery is to me because this is where I'm spending my time. And I cannot dismiss that. Let's re- And same for you. Let's really acknowledge what you're doing right now. You are listening to a recovery podcast. That's what you're spending your time doing. You could be halfway through a bottle right now. You could be texting someone who's unhealthy for you. You could be online shopping, listening, and actually you very well could be online shopping as you listen to me, but I don't know. I guess I'm saying like, you can't really be in two places at once. So to be, I guess, a rough metaphor for this is you're either in a meeting or you're in a bar. You're not in two places. You can't be in both. And so if you're in like a meeting space or a recovery space, that's huge. That's work. That's like, you don't have to be, I don't know, doing recovery boot camp and at a retreat. You don't need to be doing like burpees and running a marathon and then doing group therapy. And then like your recovery is what it is in the moment. And in the moment, you're listening to this Instead of, I don't know, like, women who love rosé. And maybe that's a podcast that you listen to. I just made it up. But, like, maybe there is some gray area where you're in a place in your life where you're listening to me and, you know, boozy gals. I don't know. If you think of any, like, funny drinking podcast names that... (laughs) like you would make fun of that like aren't real send them to me um i'm trying to think ponytails and prosecco prosecco um dimples and i can't think of an alcohol with a d that was stupid okay um so let me know how you're doing I'm going to be doing my morning meetings this week, um, Monday 
all the way through Saturday, including Saturday. And I'm thrilled because it's been helping me so much setting my alarm clock. And already it's, I go through the mental gymnastics of not wanting to do it. Like already I'm kind of like, oh, I regret saying I would do it. And like, I should just sleep in. Like why not rest and relax? But it's all about healthy habits. And so once I do it, I'm always so happy. And so I already have cold brew brewing in the fridge and I have my journal I can do tomorrow morning. I can meditate and then it's going to be all about connecting with one another. And so you don't have to join my morning group, but I'm just saying all this to say, do something healthy, do something proactive um, and celebrate that. I really do celebrate these little things that I'm figuring out, like journaling and meditating and um, and connecting with people. I mean, it's, it's another thing is like, um, I become, okay, how do I word this? I become my own, like, I tune myself out. Like, I be, like, my own thoughts and feelings become white noise. And so you interacting with me is so incredibly important because I will become a broken record with things like meditating. Like, meditating has changed my life. It's been incredible. And I do encourage you to meditate. And then out of the blue for someone to say, hey, I started meditating. Thank you for encouraging me to do that. And then I'm like, oh, I want to tune myself out. But it's really important that I keep kind of mentioning these things and encouraging you to do these things because then I'm inspired by you being inspired. And we that's we all lift each other up. And I, okay, I'm going to be... Ew, I'm so annoyed with myself. I feel like I say, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Um, So that's obnoxious. I'm sorry if I say the same things over and over. Um, But I was going to say, this episode makes me really feel like I've been super like Mormon sounding. (laughs) And that, okay... Can I unpack that for a second? A big reason I've avoided quitting drinking is because what are this what do I think about sober people that and I'm going to say you, I think you're all religious. I think you are going to quote Jesus, the Bible at me. I think you're going to make me sit in a church And I think you're going to, along with that comes like shaming me for sex stuff. I think you're going to, and when I say you, let me do some air quotes, like you, the other sober person. These are all things that come to mind of like what held me back from, like even the word sober is like, oh, you're sober. So now you read the Bible and that's it. And I'm not at all, I am not knocking um, religion or religious texts or um, spirituality. I re- And I'm really like, any tools you have in your toolkit that um, help you uh, and don't hurt other people, I am all for it. But I guess I would say I've been really hurt by the Catholic Church growing up in ways that are so deep and like 
upsetting to me that I haven't really figured it all out. So I guess that's my aversion to religion where that's all I thought this was. So like when I get really kind of sappy talking about recovery stuff, I feel like you could picture me dressed up in like, I don't know, the black dress pants, black leather belt, white buttoned up, crisp ironed white button down shirt tucked in buttoned all the way up to the neck and then I have like the bible or book of mormon and I'm here to be like have you thought about quitting the devil's juice (laughs) when I just I guess I would also want to add some more um variation to this journey I want to say that like I identify as a gay guy, and with that comes a lot of queer stuff, gay stuff, butt stuff. Um, And so I want to create a recovery space where we welcome doing butt stuff and that we're all a little gayer. Um, One joke I've been wanting to make here, and but I guess I I guess I don't want to offend anyone, but like if you listen to this, you're gay. And of course I'm kidding, but just, I love that as a joke, just to be like, if you listen to this, you're gay and that's awesome. Um, I don't make the rules. Um, I don't know. I guess I just want a lot of autonomy control in this space. That's what I want. Um, that's what I need. This is not good. This is not a good episode. Bad job. (laughs) But if you've laughed at least once, that makes me happy. If you've had any moments where you relate, that makes me happy. I think this has been super productive for me to just hop on this and vent a little bit and think through things. And I really think like so many of this is so basic. Like, wake up in the morning, write in your journal. Oh my God, have you seen the movie Wet Hot American Summer? I think this is a very specific niche movie. Like the sense of humor is like you either get it or you don't. So the movie Wet Hot American Summer, I was briefly obsessed with. I thought it was just, and I still think it's like just so funny. It is like all these people at a summer camp and it is... Does it take place in the 80s or 90s? Anyway, one of my favorite jokes in it is Paul Rudd, who is one of my dream men. He is so funny and attractive, but he plays like the bad guy, like the cool guy. Like he's really like the dangerous cool guy. He wears like a denim jacket with a popped collar and someone's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you writing in? And he very seriously says, just writing in my gurnal. And (laughs) that to me is just so silly and so brilliant at the same time, like to read the word journal as gurnal. And he says it so seriously. So I encourage you to write in your gurnal today. And um, I hope when you clicked on this and you saw that it was over 20 minutes, you said, oh, good. I can really just sit with this and um, 
I don't know, avoid some things in my life. I like avoiding things in my life. What am I avoiding now? I'm avoiding ending this. I'm avoiding cleaning up my house. I have my friend who I think isn't a shallow friendship. We can talk. He asks me questions about my family. He's never met anyone in my family, but he'll be like, so what's up with this person? What's up with that person? I think it's really good. And I can talk openly about not drinking alcohol and that kind of, that whole journey. He doesn't know about this, my Instagram. He doesn't know about this recording, but it's like a deeper friendship. It's good. It's like a little bit connected to my friend group where we're all friends based on you know, being gay, he like, picture a Venn diagram, he is, I don't know, he overlaps, but he's not completely overlapping with the other friend group, so he's coming over in about half an hour, and we're gonna go for a walk in the evening, because it's Sunday night, and so we're gonna go for a walk, and I'm avoiding cleaning up my house, because he might come in, he might need the restroom, maybe need a glass of water, and I have uh, recovery recovery paraphernalia around that I need to hide um, because, you know, I don't want to get caught. Um, okay, I love you. I hope you have a great day. Uh, let me know any thoughts, any reflections. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.